Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four fun ingredients for our dice game on FanDuel. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and a further reminder, make sure to tune to us, tune into our show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And it's week 12. 12. And well, holiday week. Holiday week. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. 12 Enjoy days your of Christmas. turkeys. That's right. Yes. Yes. And in honor of the holiday, uh, there's no teams on by. And uh, I had to check that twice when yeah. I saw the notes. It was like, but I know it goes to week 13. And it does. So yeah. don't, don't forget mm. there are teams on by next week. Uh, so definitely check your line. Tennessee. Then, but, uh, Tennessee. I know it's sad. Bye, Delaney. Bye. And yeah, that one's going to hurt. Bye, Marcus. Bye, Mariota. Yeah. Bye, Mariota. Um, DeMarco. Mario. Mariota. DeMarco. There's a few on Tennessee. It's very rare. Very odd. But not on this week, you guys, so do not worry about that. But there are three games Thursday, so make sure you set your lineup uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. Let's get into it. It's going to be at 12.30 Eastern, I believe, uh, 10.30 here in Mountain Time. So yep. first game, Minnesota Vikings 6-4, and four, the Detroit Lions 6-4. and four. The Vikings. The Vikings. Good little news update on, on AP. Uh, he is now doing a little light running, guys. Sure is. Little joggy jog. Little jog jog McJogs. Yeah, more jogging than I've done. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> that's uh, that's where AP is in his rehab. More running than Ashley has done in 2016. Not difficult to do. Um, again, this is because he tore his meniscus, and so he, he there's a chance he can come back at the end of December. So you're saying there's, there's a, a chance, chance, which means he either will show up the very last week of your playoffs and you'll be tempted to play him and unsure what he will actually do, or he will miss your entire playoffs altogether. Um, which honestly, I think I'd kind of prefer. I've kept him on my bench this whole time. I've kept him on my IR spot, but there's a chance he'd come back. Um, again, I don't, I don't think we're really factoring that in right now. Currently, they did waive Ronnie Hillman, though, which was an interesting move that they did. Maybe because they're that confident that AP will be returning. But in the biggest news for this week is that Stefan Diggs is not expected to play this week. Ugh, ouch. It's bad. He's listed as questionable, but everything that we're hearing is that he's not. More of a doubtful. Yeah, more of a doubtful. Not going to play. So it's questionable, but I would definitely make sure you're checking that status. As of right now, we are assuming that they, he will not be playing. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, that was a tough one because he was two of three for 12 yards, but he had a touchdown taken away, and I was so excited. Like, yes! And then they take it back. That's something worse than that, right? When you've got one of your players and they score and they take the touchdown back. I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins owners, I'm sure, would argue that uh, that play Monday night was really painful. Yeah, I'll talk about that I have too. to say, Houston got hosed. I don't oh, have yeah. a dog in that fight, but man, I don't have a dog in that fight either. And that was a rough one. Uh, you know, we're Broncos fans. So of course we want Oakland to lose, but I, I hate Houston so much Ooh. that I was totally fine with Oakland winning, even if it was by default. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney should clarify. She hates 
Brock so much that she's fine with the Raiders. Well, I don't know. Yeah, she yes. also hates well, Lamar no. Miller. Yeah, I that's also hate Lamar Miller. Okay. And I'm a John DeAndre Hopkins owner. So okay. really, all together, it's really. I didn't realize that your hate was so deep. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Remember when Will Fuller was a thing? Yeah, remember that? No, no that's that. no more. But again, we, <laughs> we just covered Houston, so we we're going to skip them later. Yeah, yeah we'll, get back, we'll get back to Minnesota here. <laughs> we're just already getting a little over the page here. So with Diggs out, who is the next man up? I would say it's Adam Thielen. He caught uh, all five of his targets. And he's been in the picture for a few weeks now. He's been somebody that we've been talking about as someone that if you needed to dig kind of deep, he's somebody that's got potential – uh, he had up 65 yards and a touchdown last week, and so I think you're going to be able to see, again, some good numbers out of him. Uh, Detroit gives up the 14th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so it's, again, just a mediocre matchup, so I'm not going to sit there and think he's going to get completely shut out. I wouldn't expect a killer game out of him, but to me, he's the next man up. I'm even going to go against everything I have stood for in the last few years and say you could maybe even potentially play Cordell Patterson this week. <laughs> yeah, you could. That hurts me. I agree. Some bad matchups out there. So there are some bad matchups out there. Yeah. And with Diggs out, Cordell Patterson, they, they, I mean, he's got eight targets last week. Yeah, he's getting targeted. Uh, and that's been increasing a little bit week over week. Whereas before, again, he was just more of a special teams kind of guy, but he, he's been increasing his role in the offense. So with Diggs out, I think Patterson is someone that you could also potentially look at. And it comes to the running back situation, is still not great. Mac, uh, Matt Aziata. I'm going to say he's still the guy because at least he is the one that's getting the goal line looks. So if you're going to go with any of them, it would be him. Uh, the Lions defense has allowed over 100 yards per game. So I think there's a good chance he could have a decent week. Again, you're probably looking at a split between him and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon rushed at least 16 times, so he did get a bulk of the carries, but he's only able to get 44 yards. I think there's potential. If, for me, if I want to roll the dice, I'm going to roll with Asiata because at least you can kind of – be guaranteed a touchdown to some extent. And then Bradford, you're not playing Bradford, despite not a horrible game, but not a great game either. So you're not playing Bradford unless you're in a two-quarterback league. It is a good matchup. Detroit gives up the third most fantasy points. I just don't know if I love the fact that Diggs is out. Would you say it's a good matchup if we were talking about Ryan Tannehill, Brandon? It's a great question, Courtney. No, but (coughs) Sam Bradford (coughs) has barely thrown <clears throat> Look at that, everybody. I got she close. just took a hit. Yeah. He gets me all choked up too. That's <laughs> really does. Man. Still healthy, guys. <laughs> I mean, she needs some medical relief right then. She's still thinking. She's still taking some taking some water. It's Sam Bradford's a lot to handle. Well, I think I think the issue is you said Ryan Tannehill. That's what sent her to the I think it's bit. a mouthful. That yeah. was a problem. No, I just you know. It is a really Sam good matchup. Sam Bradford has played a lot better recently. He doesn't throw as many interceptions. It seems like but he only threw for 169 it. yards last week. No, I agree. I mean, it's not much. He's not again. He's not a horrible play. He's not. I don't think he's going to lose you your game. But I don't think he's going to have. I think he basically caps out at 18 points. Some people have that's, Andrew Luck. That's good that's enough for you. Yeah. He does cap out at 18 points. Does he actually so. cap? Is he cap out at 18? Yeah. yeah, right there. 18 caps out at 18. So if that's good enough for you. Okay. Okay, there we go. Detroit Lions, Brandon. Tell me their story. Oh, we might as well, right? So Theo Riddick is officially listed as questionable. He's always listed as questionable. This is just kind of his game right now. 
just deal with it. Uh, he will always play, and he's very good in the passing game. Uh, and, you know, he caught eight of his 10 targets for 70 yards um, and rushed four times for 13 yards. Not good. But worse than that was Dwayne Washington, Mr. Potential, rushing 13 times for six yards. Who that does such, that? Such pathetic numbers. Against the Jaguars. They have a really tough time. They cannot run between the tackles. They just can't do it. It's all passing or nothing. It's just really absurd. But on that note, guess who is maybe coming back? Amir Abdullah. That's right. Mm. Amir Abdullah uh, went to a doctor to have them check out his foot, and he says that everything went well, and it looks like he might be a strong candidate for the return IR spot. Everyone says it's realistic, including Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. So that's something for everyone to consider. I mean, you know, Amir Abdullah isn't exactly someone that I would consider in the stud category, but I will say that he was averaging 5.6 yards per carry, which is infinitely better than both Theo Riddick and definitely Dwayne Washington on this uh, Detroit team. So uh, in the future, he may be someone as a speculative ad, especially if you do have an IR spot so you can pick him up and then put him on IR. That'd be great. Um, This is a tough matchup, though. Minnesota is uh, a tough defense, even though they have been weaker as of late. Um, You know, they are giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They're giving up the 13th fewest to opposing running backs, which, by the way, is the best matchup for them um, because they give up the second fewest to opposing wide receivers. And by the way, Golden Tate last week caught three of his passes of 27 yards and lost a fumble. Uh, And then Anquan Bolden caught six of his nine targets you're like, wow, but for only 37 yards. And as we've said over and over again, the Marvin Jones gravy train is over. The train has actually uh, left its wheels by the side of the tracks. Uh, he caught one of his two targets for 15 yards. Can't make it up, people. Can't make it up. It's hard, it's hard to get yardage when all Stafford is doing is throwing checkdowns. Yeah. And especially for the guy that goes on the field, which, by the way, we at Her Fantasy Football said during the preseason. Yep, he had a nice month there at the beginning, and then it turned into the Matt Stafford, who is Matt Stafford show. I will say, though, that the only consistent player right now is actually Eric Ebron. Last week, he caught three of his five targets for 70 yards. Before that, seven catches for 92. Before that, seven catches for 79. Now, Again, no touchdown. Uh, His last touchdown was in week one, but those are crazy numbers for tight ends this year. So I'm okay with you playing him. Minnesota gives up actually the 11th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. If they have any chance, they're going to go that way. Um, I don't, I'm not starting Detroit Stevens, but I am starting Matt Prater. I think that this might be one of those games where they get into field goal range, but not score a lot of touchdowns. I bumped him up higher than some of our uh, comrades because I agree. I think this could be a Matt Prater game. Yeah. And it's early enough in the day. He won't be too drunk yet. It's true. No, he's not. So, yeah. And he'll be able to work it. He'll be able to work through it. So yeah. that's a good call, Brandon. Good, good call. All right. Before we get in the next matchup, ladies, Thanksgiving tomorrow, um, Ashley and I here are here recording with each other because uh, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving together. Brandon's in New York. Enjoying a nice, peaceful husband and wife Thanksgiving. Sounds delightful. Uh, what's your favorite food at Thanksgiving dinner? Hands down, mashed potatoes. Not even a question. Brandon? Uh, stuffing. 
I make fantastic stuff. Do you use mom's recipe? Recipe? I do. It's all. It, I've uh, adjusted it a little bit over the years, but yeah, mm -hmm. I have it memorized and everything. Memorized even? Wow. 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 Yeah. I did like the mashed potatoes until Ashley started experimenting. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what I'm getting every year. <laughs> getting the cream cheese one again this year. Cream I'm a stuffing girl. Yeah. I'm a stuffing girl. Stuffing's the best. I don't, I don't do stuffing. Ashley doesn't like stuffing it's at all. So my it's more for, the, more for the rest of my us. My favorite part every year is after dinner when someone's like, you forgot to put the cranberry out. Yeah, every, every time. Year. Yeah. Every year. Every year. Because dad's the only one, that, the eats only one that eats and it. And he always forgets to yeah. put it yeah, out. Yeah, we continuously buy the cans of cranberry. We got a huge thing this year, too. So ridiculous. You got All a huge right. thing of cranberries? I have cranberry sauce, yeah. Nobody eats it except dad. But they went to Costco. I do like Did shopping? Oh, no. Yeah, you can't There's go Costco no need for, for that. Costco no. size cranberry. No. no. But, you know, Carson and I have really reined in the Costco on certain items because it's like this is totally unnecessary. We will never get to this amount of whatever. You know, there's certain things. We do Mom get all our toilet paper and paper towels there. But. Mom bought a three-pound block of cream cheese. Three what? pounds. What? But how? who's going to eat all that in time? We got clam dip. We're going to put in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> For having bagels in the morning. Just I guess. Out. Yeah, you got to do something with that cream cheese. Dang. That's right. We did that Dang. with ketchup and mustard, and, like, we got those big things. Do you ever see those big things at Costco the of ketchup? They're huge. Yeah, they're meant for, like, picnics. I guess. So we had it, and we're like, oh, it'll be fine. And it expired before we even got to the second one. Wow. Sounds about right. Ketchup, yeah, ketchup expired. You should go in with another couple at Costco. Anyways, these are these are conversations we need to have off air. But yes, All right, fine. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on to the <laughs> to the Washington Redskins six three and one at the Dallas Cowboys nine and one. Cowboys against the Redskins. How appropriate for a little Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's how you Keep start your real. political conversations. Keeping it real, Goodell. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. All right. So uh, Deshaun Jackson was limited at practice on both Monday and Tuesday. Uh, he's been upgraded to full on Wednesday, so he should be fine. He should play. Um, Jordan Reed uh, is, you know, a fantastic tight end. Everybody likes him. Everything's fine. You know, actually, the Cowboys, they have a good defense, but it's not like a great defense. So um, everything's kind of middle of the road. The only thing they're really tough against is the run actually. Hmm, and yep. uh, crazy <laughs> enough, though, R. Kelly, Fat Rob, whatever you want to call him, had three touchdowns and 137 yards last week. So you kind of got to measure that out a little bit. I'm like, sorry. Pe people call him Fat Rob? Yeah, this is his nickname. His actual nickname is Fat Rob. I call him R. Kelly because that's what I rank him as. And I love that. But is, yeah. is this like a Fat Amy pitch perfect kind of Fat Rob situation? I don't know. He's obviously not fat. Clearly not. No. Who wants to go no. by Fat Rob? I don't know. Everyone. I mean, maybe it's not his weight we're talking about that's fat. Courtney. No. See, maybe it's his there. wallet. <laughs> maybe it's his wallet. His wallet. That's what I was thinking. The back pocket. It's not what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to say that he did get 97 yards versus Minnesota yep. the week before. And Green Bay was supposedly really good against the run until they gave up 137 yards and three touchdowns to Rob Kelly as well. Um, and then before that, he was at Cincinnati. He got 87 yards and a touchdown. 
you know, he got 59 yards off of only five carries against Philadelphia, which was one of the reasons why they decided to give him a shot. I think you can safely say he's definitely won the starting job at this point. I think he's a fine contrarian play. I think if you were in a league where you have to start him, you feel fine about it. Technically, Dallas gives up the six fewest points to opposing running backs. But I think R. Kelly might be above that and out of the closet. Out of the closet. For sure out of the closet. I mean, he's definitely not trapped anymore. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. Uh, you we know, have an R. Kelly night. Oh, that's about to be one of our theme musics for serious <laughs> R. Kelly. No, it shouldn't. Can end with a little Aaliyah rock the boat <laughs> and a lawsuit <laughs> and a lawsuit. <laughs> okay, so bad idea. All right, bad idea. All right, no, mm-hmm. but I'm making our Kelly jokes too. I'm I'm to blame. All right, Kirk Cousins has been also making a comeback. Uh, this guy has eight touchdowns over the last four games and only one interception. Uh, he has gone over 300 yards in three of his last four games as well. In fact, one of the games he went over 400 yards, which was crazy at Cincinnati. And again, Green Bay, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Detroit. I mean, you know, these aren't exactly, you know, tough defenses except for Minnesota, but still it's pretty impressive. So I'm actually fine with starting against Dallas because they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Dallas's offense for sure. Um, Pierre Garçon had six catches in three straight games. You guys, he also has 56 or more yards in five of the last six games, five or more targets in every single game this season, every single one. So we need to look at him as one of those people that you can fill in. I mean, if you got an AJ green problem, I mean, he's not AJ green. Don't get me wrong. But, but desperate times call for desperate measures. He's a must start. Screw that. He's on my misfit team and he is legit. Legit. Also legit, legit again, Jamison Crowder. I don't know how many times I've sent you newsletters about him. I feel like all I do is wave the Jamison Crowder flag. Another touchdown, 100 yards last week. Now, they're not going to be playing Green Bay again, but certainly they're going to have to throw the ball. Jamison Crowder's a stud. And that is even with Deshaun Jackson back. Again, he might be questionable. And Deshaun Jackson did get a touchdown last week. He caught four of his six targets for 51 yards, but that was against Green Bay. But to be honest with you, I would start him the third out of these three. Yeah. You heard me. Uh, Jordan Reed, I mean, you just can't deny with the tight end situation what it is. Um, You know, the Dallas gives up the 13th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So you're going to start him as well. And I'm not starting their defense, though. I still think that Dak and Ezekiel will get a lot done. And speaking of, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, you can run on Washington. In fact, Washington gives up an average of 99.6 rushing yards per game, the sixth most in the league. In week two, he put up 83 rushing yards on them and a touchdown. That was just a warm-up because, remember, he wasn't as good then? Ruh-roh. Yeah. And that leads me to, I'm not quite sure I'd start Dak Prescott this week if you have a better option. Mm. Now, some of you don't have a better Ooh. option. And I know I'm saying this with him doing back-to-back 300-yard games, and I don't mean to be offensive to anyone, and I'm sure it's almost coming off that way. Uh, but I just think that Washington's defense is very good against uh, wide receivers based on you know Josh Norman being there. They're not, like, you know, fantastic. Uh, but, you know, they do give up the 13th fewest points to opposing wide receivers. And I think that Cole Beasley would get a lot of work in the slot because Josh Norman never goes in the slot. He's only gone in there 2% of his snap count. Um, But do I think that Des Bryant's going to score two touchdowns this week like he did against Baltimore last week? Yes. 
think that's going to be hard to say. Um, I think this is going to be an Ezekiel Elliott game. I just think they're going to ride that train against Washington because that's how you beat Washington. So why wouldn't you? Because you have Ezekiel Elliott, that offensive line, and that's how you beat Washington. So um, I just think that he's going to probably go back to like 240 some yards and maybe he has have one, maybe two touchdowns. I think there's a possibility if he tries to throw against Josh Norman, he gets an interception. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's okay. It's just not going to be stud muffin like it has been. Also, I'm off of the Jason Witten train. I know that this is a good matchup. Washington is at the ninth most points to opposing tight ends. But, you know, again, another 37-yard game. Yeah. That's just his jam, right? Between, like, 25 and 40 yards. Yep. I mean, you know, he has two touchdowns touchdowns this season. They all are. They all are. Yeah. Um, But speaking of touchdown dependent, guys, Cole Beasley came back. He had a terrible game in week 10, but he came back. He's still the guy that you want to own in one of those deeper leagues. So, um, again, it's handcuff season, so pick up Alfred Morris if you haven't yet. Thanks. Thanks. Pittsburgh Steelers 5-5, the Indianapolis Colts 5-5. Well, this is the Brandon Marianne Lee show so far, but um, I will tell you this. Scott Tolzien is in the house. You need to start Pittsburgh's defense. I'm sorry. I mean, I get it. (laughs) That's just to talk about this game in a legitimate way, but I'm going to make this real quick. Le'Veon Bell. This is a juicy matchup. Indianapolis has given up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Le'Veon Bell has been a stud over the last couple weeks with 25 or more fantasy points in standard scoring. Okay. So you're going to start him clearly. I think Ben is kind of, I feel the same way about Ben that I do Dak. They'll be fine. I don't think they'll be crazy. Why? He doesn't need to. He's playing against Scott Tolzien, which we'll get to him in just a second. Um, Antonio Brown, I'm still starting double-digit targets in eight of his ten performances. Last three games, Indianapolis has given up five touchdowns in three games to opposing wide receivers. So you got to think that he's going to score. Um, that's good. My sleeper is actually Jesse James. I just want to point something out because everyone's mm. in this Ladarius Green train. I just want to say that last week, Jesse James played in 98.6% of the Steelers' offensive snaps as opposed to the 11% that Ladarius Green played in. One of these things is not like the other. Mm-hmm. And that was down for Ladarius Green from the week before. So I'm concerned. Um I'm just saying that Jesse James, in my opinion, is someone who's at least on the field and could get a touchdown as opposed to Ladarius Green. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, Eli Rogers, maybe I just don't think they're going to throw the ball that much because let's discuss Scott Tolzien. Okay, so um, I had my little thing up here and then I lost it because I'm an idiot. But um, basically, Scott Tolzien has thrown one touchdown to five interceptions in his career. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. All, all but one of his completions has been in 2013, the year of Thrift Shop by Macklemore, if you remember that. Great song. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. Uh, on top of that, it looks like, actually, uh, Dante Moncrief is questionable. So on top of Andrew Luck being completely ruled out for this game and Scott Tolzien being uh, the guy, uh, Dante Moncrief was added to the injury report later in the week with a hamstring injury, and that stinks. So um, I think this whole team is hampered by this, including Frank Gore, who's been steady Eddie, but... Um, Unfortunately, he's just going to have, they're just going to defend the run. That's all they have to do because Scott Tolzien. So my apologies, but 
I have no good news for any of you. And don't even try to do the tight end thing this week. Don't, don't do it. Don't step do away, it. step away. Well, we're going to step away for a short break and we'll be back with those Sunday games. All right, Sunday morning, we've got the Tennessee Titans five and six, the Chicago Bears two and eight. So it's going to be a really big bummer when these guys are on by next week because they right now are fantasy gold. I laughed for a second because I was like, we should be clear. <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't think I even needed to specify. I think it should be very obvious which team no, I'm no, discussing. No, no, no. Okay, One is but... not like the other. Like yeah, yeah just... it just it made me think of the two together. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> no one. Nobody's crying over the Bears. Um, anyway, Demarco Murray. He did not practice today, um, but I'm not too worried about it. Again, they're being cautious with him. He's been kind of listed in, as being, you know, somewhat injured the last few weeks. So I think it's just precautionary, nothing to freak out about. The good news is that he has scored in the last six games, which is fantastic. Again, he's a beast. We know this. I don't need to tell you to start him. Um, the Colts give up the fourth fewest fantasy points, but again, DeMarco Murray is, to some extent, matchup. The Bears. Sorry, excuse me. Yes, what did I say? The Colts. Colts. <laughs> I don't even know where I came with the Colts on that one. Um <laughs> But the Bears, excuse me, they give up the fourth fewest fantasy points. I'm not worried about it. It's DeMarco Murray. He's proven to still run well against tough matchups. I'm not even remotely concerned. Delaney Walker did not have the best of games. He only got 36 yards. But he was still targeted six times. So you can't be too upset about that. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Um, now, in terms of the Bears, they give the ninth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. But I've just got a feeling he's going to bounce back this week. No statistical reason, just pure gut. I think Delaney Walker is going to be just fine in this case. I agree. Um, again, at least he didn't zero out on you with tight ends. So you can't be too upset if they, if they, as long as they get you some points. So I think Delaney Walker is a go. Despite a difficult matchup, you should be playing him. Now, Rashard Matthews, we've discussed week in, week out. He is top receiver in the league right now in the last few weeks. I mean, he has just been on fire. 13 targets. That is exactly what you're looking for at 122 yards. Um, again, it is a great matchup for him, where Chicago's up the third most fantasy points. So I think you can feel really confident about playing pretty much any receiver on this team this week. Like any of them. I'm even going to say Tajay Sharp. Yeah, he's kind of made a comeback. Way to go, yeah. Tajay. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I like Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright was targeted six times. Sharp was targeted seven times last week. Um, Sharp got 68 yards and a touchdown. So I wanted to see him be good two weeks in a row before I told you to even remotely be able to consider him because I didn't want you to get burned. And Kendall Wright's been consistent now and playing over half the snaps. So he is somebody, again, that you can look at if you need to dig deep for someone that you're looking for just a purely good matchup and you got to hope they're going to have some upside. All three of these guys have got great upside. I have absolutely nobody on my bench. And we've already discussed Marcus Mariota about how he's a good play week in, week out. This isn't a bad matchup. This isn't one you need to be concerned about. And he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league the last few weeks. So, again, he is also a must-start for me. Boom. All right, the Bears, we're going to start off with an injury update, which we all know can't oh. be good for a team. Zach Miller was placed on IR after breaking his foot. 46% of you people still own him. Go and drop him. Get rid of him. Uh, there's other people out there that are worth picking up. Just don't do Dennis Petta, please. But he was good. I have him on one of my teams. This has been devastating. 
Of course, it's really bad. Yes, Which, yes. By the way, my friend's husband who texted me at a, uh, this evening about his fantasy team says that he has been dealing with having Dennis Pitta as his tight end. Oh. <laughs> Why do you even play? Why do you even play? Go get Vance McDonald. He said the rest of his team is good. He's like, should I pick up Hunter yeah. Henry? I'm not yeah. I hate, oh, yeah. You know what? I'm not even against... We'll tie this week. Oh, yeah. I'm into we'll the Giants. Tie. I don't know who's into who's talking about it, but we'll tie against Cleveland. He's getting the targets. Jared Cook just saw like a million and a half targets last week. I mean, they're all kind of scary plays, but at least our guys are actually playing. Not only that, but Zach Miller might have been your backup tight, up, tight end. We're going into week 12, you know. We'll be in week 13 before you know it. You I'm don't never going to two tight Jared ends. Cook. Go – Go get yeah, somebody else to to cover up one of those bad matchups for your receivers that you have coming. Yeah. Unless you have Delaney playoffs. Walker who has a bye next week. Well, yeah, unless you have Delaney Walker who has a bye next week. Yes, but I'm saying like if you are carrying two tight ends still and you don't need to, I agree. Don't and go pick up somebody in a more valuable position, especially if you're playing with like a Dennis Pitta. As your tight end, it's like, well, you're not going to get anybody else to say any more value. What's the point of investing in that position anymore? Put up the white flag and make sure you have your wide receivers and your running backs, quarterbacks tight. If Dennis Pitt is your starter, you're basically in a streaming situation, or you should have been in a streaming situation. So you might as well just drop and start streaming each week in that position. Yeah, Jared, I mean, we're not specifically so, judging you, man, but we're judging no, you. No, no, but I mean, I would even I argue am. to some extent with Zach Miller, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zach Miller isn't Gronk. It's not no, Graham. No, it's no, not no, Wilson. No, no. I mean, he was somebody, very good, though. Zach was, Miller and Dennis Pitt are completely different. They are different, but you could argue that Zach Miller is, I mean, you could, no, actually, you can't argue. It is just fact that he is not Gronk, Graham, Correct. Olsen. I mean, there's just facts here. Delaney Walker. But what I'm saying is if you go. Go get a Vance McDonald if he's got a good matchup. Go get Fedorowicz. Hey, Fedorowicz. Go get, yeah. you know, like these are guys you can go get that yeah, are owned in a lot of leagues. Yeah, that's exactly right. So go get these people. You don't need to keep holding out for something else. And don't keep a guy on like that. Waiting uh, for magic. Pay attention. Yeah, pay attention and get them off your roster and invest. Um, Jay Cutler is out with a shoulder injury, a.k.a. he sucks. So couldn't blame it on the thumb again. So they just, now it's a shoulder so he's out. Kevin White will not return this year. So, again, please drop him. You do not need to own Kevin White. Um, so, really, the only person you can start this week is Jordan Howard. But I don't. Not, I think you might even have a better option than him to start this week. Tennessee is seventh in the league on stopping running backs. And with now Matt Barkley as the quarterback, uh, the only person Tennessee has to stop is Howard. Yeah. Right? Saucy. I mean, it's not much else. Um, but not only is it a tough matchup, but he's also going to be splitting carries with Linkford, who took the rushing touchdown last week um, from Howard. Uh, so that stinks. So it's not like yeah. the best situation for Howard this week. Um, and so with Color out and Barkley in, it's hard to trust any of these wide receivers. I usually would say Meredith, yum. You know, Eddie Royal could be a good game with, with Cutler, but that's just not the case. I haven't ranked in the low 40s, uh, mid-50s, so I'm not convinced in starting these wide receivers. And so, therefore, everybody else is on the bench. Fair Basically enough. the whole team. Basically the whole team. 
Jacksonville Jaguars two and eight. The Buffalo Bills five and five. The Jags. All right, Allen Robinson has had a touchdown in each of his last three games. Um, didn't see any double-digit targets last week, but I like That's the okay. way that he's being used, and I think he's just fine to start again this week. TJ Yeldon is listed as questionable and did not practice on Wednesday. If he does not play, that means that Chris Ivory will be the main guy this week. Um, it's not a great matchup, but I think if you're in a pinch, you can start Ivory this week. Um, there should be some upside mm-hmm. with him. Marquise Lee has had a few productive games this year. He usually goes every other game. So this would be his down week. Mm. Um, so Pattern. it's done a plat- bad play in really deep PPR leagues, but you just have to kind of watch that. Some guys do go into a pattern. And so, it's, so sometimes it's not the guys, it's the play calling that they go into pattern. So this would be his down week. I put done week, but I hopefully he won't be done this week. Um, on the bench, listen, Blake Bortles is just not to be trusted. No, you know, this is just not good. Last week, he threw for 202 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Not good. Um, that is his fourth interception in the last three games. Uh, his schedule looks really bad going forward Denver, Minnesota, Houston, and then Tennessee. So I think it's time to move on. Drop them, guys. Find a different backup. Um, you can just say goodbye to Bortles. The time is done. So to add insult to injury, the guy's questionable with a shoulder shoulder injury. And Alan Hearns, man, bye. I guess that was a 2015 thing. It's not happening this year, that's for sure. He's done nothing lately. So um, I know he's been banged up, but you definitely yeah. can't continue to play him this week. Buffalo Bills, uh, just so everyone knows, Sammy Watkins is too back at practice. Little AP, little Sammy Watkins. It's all... All wow. the oldies are coming Almost back. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Almost got- Amir Abdullah. Uh, Thomas Rawls is back on the field. I mean, this is, it's like everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Just so, in time to make your playoffs confusing. That's yeah, right. exactly. Back to school. Well, hopefully Everybody's Watkins, a little taller. Hopefully yeah. Watkins will be back sooner than playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. you'll be able to see how he is playing and progressing with his injuries and whether or not you can play him. But you definitely or more so pick Woods. him up. Well, how's Woods going to be now? It's well, Woods is out this He's week. Out. So, right. Woods I'm saying is, like yes. when we come, when Watkins actually is back. Yeah, it's time to bye, Woods. say adios to Woods. Yeah, bye. It's like the Ty Montgomery when James Starks came back. Bye. Shame. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll get into that later, but yeah, so he's not owned in almost half of the league, so go pick him up. I mean, there's Sammy Watkins Crazy. should be a replacement for those Zach Miller owners. Um, no questions asked. LaShawn McCoy underwent surgery after dislocating his thumb last week. He is back to practice, but is limited in his play. I think he should be good to go and in a must start. It's McCoy. Buffalo's defense. Hello. Jacksonville gives up the fifth most fantasy points to defenses. So, okay. Um, and if you really need a wide receiver, both Goodwin and Harvin will be getting the targets over an injured Robert Woods, as we said, that is going to be out this week. Not a great matchup, not a bad matchup. So if you're stretching, you need somebody, those are your guys. Um, also in deep leagues, I think Mike Gillisley is a must start in deep leagues. Yeah. Um, even if McCoy plays, he still manages to get either yards or touchdowns. He's had only um, one game under seven fantasy points since week five in standard leagues. So to me, he's a must start. 
in deep, deep leagues. So and Tyrod Taylor continues to struggle. Uh, I'm He's on my bench, and Charles Clay saw the team high in targets last week, um, but only managed 23 yards. Ouch. So he's not one of those guys you're going to pick up for Zach Miller. No. Cincinnati Bengals, three, six, and one at the Baltimore Ravens, five and five. Talk about a team that got took a hit last week. Oh, man. Well, let's start with uh, somewhat, somewhat positive news. So, Jeremy Hill, my boy, me and more. Me and more. He had 62 yards of 16 carries. I mean, I'll take it. Um, not great, but the good no, news if you, if you are a Hills owner. <laughs> not great. Not great. It's still um, not six yards off of 13. That's a that's, record. That is valid, Brandon. That is valid. So can't complain too much. But Baltimore is a really tough defense. They get the second fewest fantasy points to running back. So while that does not look favorable, Giovanni Bernard, which is incredibly sad news because I also own Bernard in a lot of leagues, uh, was placed on IR. So he uh, tore his ACL. Not great. We do not expect to see him back uh, this season. So that does at least make the whole running back by committee situation a lot less confusing. So Jeremy Hill will obviously be the guy. So I anticipate he's going to get more touches, more looks. So that is the good news for him. Uh, what they're going to do in theory is they're going to replace the GV of Giovanni Bernard style of play with a guy who's a wide receiver running back hybrid, kind of a, a Ty Montgomery of sorts, although a lot less proven because who has heard of Rex Burkhead? I like it. I like. The I name. love the name. The name is yeah. great. The name is fantastic. So uh, you are not trusting this guy in your lineup per se, uh, but he may be brought down in third down. So there is a chance that Jeremy Hill could still get vultured on touchdowns. It is still possible. Yes. It is very much still a possibility. But um, again, you're not playing him. The team has expressed extreme confidence in this guy, which is good news. But at the same time, bad news if you're a Jeremy Hill owner. But with that said, you still have to roll out Jeremy Hill because you honestly don't have better options. Let's be serious. You don't. So you're rolling with him. What they did do, though, is they had two guys that were on IR and they had to figure out who they're going to activate off to go get Jeremy uh, Bernard down there. And so they activated running back Cedric Pierman. Um, and so he is now off the list. So he's going to be backing Rex up here. So again, not, not what you want to be hearing, but again, good news. If you are a Jeremy Hill owner, Andy Dalton didn't have the best of games, 24 of 43. That could be better. 207 yards. That could be better. Two interceptions, that could definitely be better, but at least he got a touchdown. It was against the Bills, who are very tough. But if we look at this week, Baltimore gives up the 10th fewest fantasy points. So I don't think this is going to be a great week for Andy Dalton either, especially for the fact that A.J. Green went down uh, his main target. So that is a problem. So that gives us Tyler Boyd, uh, who did have a touchdown at 54 yards last week. He will probably be the main person now because Brandon LaFell um, did not pr practice Wednesday. He is listed as questionable. He did have nine targets, which was one target more than Boyd, but Boyd had more yardage and was the one who got the touchdown. So we've got a little bit of a sticky situation there, which to me tells me this basically the targets are going to be going to Tyler Eifert. So if you are an Eifert owner, you are putting him in feeling great about it because there's not really what else for them to throw to. He had bad yardage last week, only 37 yards, but he was double covered the moment AJ Green went out. They just double covered him like crazy, which means he'll probably be double covered again this week. But I still feel okay about it. 
Not a great matchup. Baltimore's with the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but I think they're going to have a little more time to figure out some plays to get Eifert open. Again, AJ Green is out. Uh, there's been a little bit of mixed reports as to what's going on. Initially, we heard that he tore his hamstring. Um, now we're hearing that he's only been ruled out for week 12, not entirely, uh, and now it's a strained hamstring. So we got to have to wait to kind of get that one a little bit more fleshed out. But also keep your eyes, guys, on Mike Nugent, the kicker. As of right now, he is still the mm. kicker on the team, but they've been working out kickers. So make sure you keep an eye on that if you are a Nugent owner. Kickers you know, matter. I want to be fair, though, to team. kickers. I want to be fair. Let's say that the league decided that for a first down, you actually have to go 12 yards instead of 10. Don't you think that would affect people? Yeah. I always feel bad for kickers. This is the worst is the worst position in football. I would never be a kicker. That pressure is outrageous. Give it to me. I don't want it. I want to be the punter. That's not true. I want to be defense. But if I had to choose offense, I'd be the punter. For sure. For sure, <laughs> punter over the kicker. Um it is unfair. We we see so many kickers, you know, Blair Walsh, we got Nugent. Um, they're just imploding out there. The amount of missed extra points last week was out of freaking control. Now, a lot of them were in the same games with wind, but still, I think it's something that needs to be said. Well, what upsets me about it is that I'm afraid that they're going to go to two points conversions all the time and we're going to lose the sense of kickers. Well, it's just so weird because because these guys don't miss a lot of these field goals all that often. And for whatever reason, it's literally just messed with their psyche. Because, it, again, it's habitual, right? It's a pattern. It's like free throw, right? You, you sit up there, you have your pattern, whether it's like you bounce the ball three times, you spin an X number of times, you shoot, right? And you practice this over and over and over again. These guys have practiced their distance for the point after over and over and over again. Now they've changed it, and it's completely messed with their head despite the fact they kick from this distance all the time and make it most of the time. So it's – I just feel bad for them. I, I do too. It's an epidemic, though. It is. It is. But the moral of the story is make sure that your kicker is actually on his team before you just throw him in your lineup. <laughs> the Ravens are an epidemic. That's what it is. Uh, let's get to those Ravens. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. is still a must-start, even though it's a tough matchup. Uh, I still have him ranked number 15th. The Ravens should get great field position during this game. Uh, Mike Wallace isn't a bad option either. Listen, I mean, it's it, it's great when you're growing up against a team that just lost two of their key players. Yeah. Uh, Giovanni Bernard isn't always productive, but he's a huge part of that team. Um, So for the Ravens, they're very excited that this is the week they get to go against the Bengals. Uh, Justin Tucker is a must start. He has made everything that he has kicked this year. That's delicious. After we were just talking about all these missed kicks, Justin Tucker is not the problem. Uh, Terrence West isn't my favorite play this week. Um, he was okay last week, but he will continue to split those carries with Kenneth Dixon. And he wasn't great before last week, um, but neither was Dixon. So, again, it's yeah. kind of one of those things. It's like somebody's not coming up outplaying him, but they feel it's good enough to share the ball. Um, which is not what you want to hear from a team that tends to get behind and has to abandon the run. So kind of stinks. Uh, Dennis Pitta for sure is on your bench. Do not play him. And I don't need to talk about sure? Flacco Flacco. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, is, is Flacco passionate enough? I don't care. 
is Flacco yeah, right. passionate enough? Or does someone need a media job? What did he end up right. scoring last week? Flacco? Yeah. He actually didn't do that bad. Oh, he got 15.3. Okay. I mean, it was a good matchup. Yeah. So Sam Bradford numbers. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's in that category. I would argue better than Cutler. He has a higher ceiling than Bradford. No one's going to argue against that. Remember the comparison? Oh, except for, yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Ray Rice saying that he's like Cutler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Ray Lewis, yeah. sorry. Not Ray Rice. Yeah. No. That was awkward. Uh, <laughs> 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 tomato, tomato, Brandon. Oh, tomato, no. tomato. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, four, five, and one. At the uh, Atlanta Falcons, six and four. So the number one over under of the week, according to Vegas, is actually the, the Washington at Dallas game. It's 51.5. The number two over under as far as the points totals that are indicating a huge game is actually this Cardinals at Falcons. Why? Because the Cardinals has one of the, have one of the best defenses in the league, actually statistically the best when you consider all the positions because Denver can't defend the run. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Atlanta has one of the worst defenses in the league. If you uh, go to Yahoo, if you play on Yahoo and they have like green for good matchups, it's literally every position is green. Like, Go ahead points. But on the other side of the ball, the Falcons are so good on offense that they score a lot of points. So they still win a lot of games. So this is going to be actually a really fun game. I think Carson Palmer is actually a sleeper this week, which will make Courtney very what? happy. I never say that. He has gone for over 300 passing yards in three out of the last four games. He has scored six touchdowns uh, in the last three games. Um, I mean, he's also thrown five interceptions. So there's that. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, David Johnson, obviously, and especially against the Falcons. Uh, you know, the Falcons give up just a – the fifth most total fantasy points. Um, but I did want to say, and I got to pull over my little thing here. I got, I got real paper. You guys, I'm nerding out over here. Um, they give up, uh, 83.4 yards on the ground and 63.4 yards in the air. That's a lot of yards they give up to running backs, and David Johnson yep. is a monopoly. Yep. So beautiful. You always start Larry Fitzgerald. And the other three, I can't get it. I'm not going to pretend to know whether Michael Floyd, John Brown, or J.J. Nelson will be relevant. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pretend. None of them might be. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But I will tell you that Larry Fitzgerald's had at least seven targets in every single game this year. He's had at least five catches in every single game. In fact, he's had at least six catches in every single game, save one. The guy's a freak. If you're in a PPR league, I don't even understand. He you has think Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer are going to get buried next to each other? Maybe. Maybe. There's definitely that simpatico going on. Yeah. They're cute yeah. together. I just, you guys, I mean, Michael Floyd make, makes me cross. I mean, what was going on with zero catches off of four targets for John Brown? It's like he was doing the J.J. Nelson act. J.J. Nelson, one catch off of five targets for zero yards. I mean, where, where do I go with this? So I, it was out of Minnesota. How do you think you feel if you're Carson Palmer? Enraged? Enraged. Enraged, but at the same time, like, Palmer hasn't <laughs> been great this year either. So no, it's... Not. They're not yeah, helping. 
They're not helping. Just, they're not, they're helping. not helping. I mean, they're dropping balls. Palmer's not throwing great balls. I mean, Larry's just a stud, so he's able to bring down some thank God for David. crazy balls. Maybe others wouldn't be able to. Well, so, I mean, it's just. I'd say thank God for Jermaine Gresham because he was the one who got the touchdown. Yeah. But you're not playing him, are you? No, no. it's disturbing. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's disturbing. But I will say I think Carson Palmer is a sleeper this week. Uh, I, I'm also going to say that on the Atlanta side of the ball, it, it unlike Atlanta where it's all green all the way down, for uh, Arizona, it's all red all the way down, right? It's, it's a tough matchup for every single position. But Matt Ryan has been on fire this year. I have a very difficult time telling you to sit him, although – Last week he did have under 200 pass, or he had, I'm sorry, 267 passing yards, uh, one touchdown and one interception. It was just very pedestrian. Um, 12.68 fantasy points and standard scoring. That was before his bye. Mm -hmm. Now he's coming off a bye to go up against Arizona. So hopefully that means they're going to get it together. But I'm just being honest. Uh, as far as the news is concerned, Bruce Arians, we are sending our love to you. So sorry. A lot of health problems, so that stinks. Um, and then uh, I would just say, Julio, you always start. Devontae Freeman's going to be back to timeshare with Tevin Coleman, though. Tevin Coleman's officially this is questionable, but he will probably play. So that's probably the biggest item, news item here. Uh, but still, you know, they were both productive when they were both on the field. So I'm still okay with that. Um, and I would just say Taylor Gabriel, you know, I think that he's an interesting play. He's had two touchdowns in the last three games. Boom. All right, you guys. We have the San Francisco 49ers at Miami Dolphins. Booyah. This is the this is Game of the Week. Game of the yeah, Week. I can't decide if this is gonna be potentially fantasy gold or just a nightmare that none of us will be able to unwatch. Well, I feel like this year is like this game's gonna be the shootout. This is the shootout. And it's always like 13 to 10 final score. So this could be actually good fantasy. It could be. It could yeah, be good fantasy. Be good, I mean, it's uh, all right. We'll start with Carlos Hyde because he's like the one like decent player on the team. He rushed 19 times. So certainly not holding anything back for Carlos Hyde coming back from injuries. Uh, he had 86 yards. So. Not bad there. And then he had three catches for 24. So I'm okay with that. Now, what's interesting is that on Tuesday, Coach Kelly, your favorite, Courtney. My abs favorite. Your absolute favorite. Chippy boy. Uh, he did mention that Carlos Hyde is the main focal point of the offense. Uh, sure. In, in, in quote, it's just Yeah, overall. DeMarco Murray saying, yeah, just like I was. Yeah, exactly. DeMarco's like <laughs> sipping tea, being like, uh-huh, yeah. none of my business. Well, mm -hmm. Maybe Chip learned his lesson. Because here's the thing. He goes, this is a quote. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just overall the way our team is built. We're built to run the football. Carlos is the main focus of what we're doing offensively. Um, end quote. So mom, my, our mom has Carlos Hyde, and she's like, well, it was fun while it lasted, but now that Kaepernick's here, he's the only running back on the team. So they're focusing on the run first. It just happens to be. They are Kaepernick. focusing on the run first, which is true. Whether, I mean, but Carlos High sold 86 yards. Yeah. I, I mean, and he's been rocking it. Yes. He has. I mean, and now the thing that's interesting is that it's not a great matchup for Carlos Hyde. Miami is going to have the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So it might be that Colin Kaepernick is the one running. I can't rule that out. Um, but I would still say you could probably put hide in your you could put hide in your flex for sure. Oh yeah, 
you could definitely feel okay about that because again, what else are they going to do? Right. Because oh, yeah. They're certainly not throwing their wide receivers. No, that's not a thing. Mm-mm. And they aren't even really throwing to their tight end. Although I will say we discussed him earlier, Vance McDonald, he is a red zone target. So he is somebody that you can roll the dice on and just hope he's going to get a look in the end zone because a good amount of the time he actually does. So he only had three catches. Um, but it was for 46 yards, which, again, at least he's going to get you four points at that point, and he had a touchdown. So Miami gives it the 15th most fantasy points to tight ends, so there it is a decent matchup for Kaepernick and a body that he does like to look for in the red zone. So I think you could play McDonald this week and feel generally pretty good about it. Now, Colin Kaepernick did not have a great game, but it was also, it was also a bad game. I mean, he only threw for 206 yards last week, um, 16 of 30. They did have two touchdowns. And again, like we said, he's running. He rushed for 32 yards. So Miami does get the 13th fewest points to quarterbacks. But again, that's I don't think they're taking the running into factor here. I think that he's going to have 60 yards running this game. Woo! That's mm. my prediction mm. right now. Over 60 yards rushing. Um, so I think you could play him if you're desperate. I hate to say it, but again, this is either going to be a shootout or you are going to be Ashley really life. does hate to say it because she hates Gavin. I really, I know. Law, I really this has do. been going on for many years. Mm-hmm. It's my husband even brought up about how Kaepernick's a better quarterback than Alex Smith tonight. What I mentioned was that we all feel like they're like, yeah, run cap run because they're going to get rid of Kaepernick anyway. He'll go to to a different team next year. And I was like, can you imagine if he gets picked up by the chiefs and Alex Smith gets benched for Colin Kaepernick yet again, yet again, it'd be the worst. Anyway, it's not that mean. He's not that mean. That's true. Anyway. I mean, I I initially had Kaepernick my bench because I'm like this game. I just don't. But you're right. It could yeah. be fantasy gold. So if you're willing to roll that dice, you do you. I'm not rolling the dice on any of these wide receivers, though. Jeremy Curley, despite being targeted six times, didn't have a catch. Um, Quentin Patton was only able to get 17 yards. Torrey Smith, uh, he had to miss his first game. He's allegedly back on track to be able to play this week. Can you, you know, he's, he's tracking well, but you can't. can you trust it? And even when he's, on, when he's on the field, he hasn't been playing great. So to me, it's just a complete nightmare all around. Yep. All right, the Dolphins. Jay will be facing the 49ers to give up the absolute most fantasy points to running back. So, okay. I mean, he hasn't found the end zone in the last two weeks, but I think that's going to change this week. I do. Yahoo's projecting him to have 19.44 fantasy points in standard leagues. It's high. That's high. It's high. Um, I like Devontae Parker this week over Landry. Uh, Parker saw 10 targets last week. Landry hasn't seen that many targets since week four. Mm. So that's that's where we're at with the Miami Dolphins. Um, both Parker and Landry had a touchdown last week, but Parker had three times the amount of yards. Uh, San Francisco gives up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I think both are good plays, but again, I like Parker more. Kenny Stills isn't a bad play either in deep leagues. Um, Landry just has been a big disappointment. Uh, Miami's defense has done pretty well lately, and I think this is a great matchup for them. I have them ranked number seven. As for sleepers, Ryan Tannehill, I guess, is a streamer this week for those who like to switch quarterbacks every week because uh, nobody's on a buy, so there's really no need. But some people are going to do it this week because they're playing the 49ers. but, I mean, listen, he's only thrown one interception in the last five games, which is great. He's had one game over 20 fantasy points this year, so that's not great. Uh, and it's Tannehill. So we would never tell you to start Tannehill. Nope. Uh, 
But I would have like you. I would not never have told like you to you. play Colin Kaepernick. And yet here we are. Well, yep, here we are. Uh, and the one thing the 49ers can stop is tight ends. So do not pick up Dion Sims this week and decide to play him because it's the 49ers. It's actually the one thing that they do well. All right. So we're going to go to the New York Giants, 7-3 and three, the Cleveland Browns, 0-11. Oh, Good name. Winning. The Giants, oh my. Oh, well, you know, there's just no reason to get, uh, you know, too into detail here. Uh, (laughs) The Browns, again, this is like looking at Atlanta, but sadder because they can't win games. So uh, Cleveland is all green all the way down. So if there's someone on this team that you have and you would like to play them, by all means. Uh, <laughs> you do you yeah. and feel good about it by all means permission granted yes please <laughs> do you need to play Eli Manning okay do you need to play Odell Beckham Jr of course you do feel good about that Sterling Shepard seems to after the bye have come out and been great he has three touchdowns in a row now so he's certainly someone that needs to be at the top of your list sleeper of alert Rashad Jennings like I said, Paul Perkins, if you can't do pass protection, you can't start in the National Football League. So Rashad Jennings has run away with this job. In fact, he's had his most carries of the year last week, 21 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. I think he will be yeah. just fine versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, they might work some Paul Perkins in there as well. But, you know, Paul Perkins hasn't had double-digit carries except for one time, and that was in week nine, and he had 11 carries. So uh, Victor Cruz is back to health. He did come back last week. He only caught one pass for four. 48 yards um, by all means. And then again, Will Ty, that is someone that we definitely need to talk about. So Will Ty has uh, five or more targets in the last uh, three games. He's had two or more targets all season long, but you're like, eh, two. But let's, here's the deal. They've benched Larry Donnell. Yeah. Last week, Larry Donnell was a healthy scratch. It's over. And if you've watched the games, you're like, yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah, again, start everybody you have been granted and especially start their defense. So Josh McCown is going to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and that, I I don't know, you guys, disaster. I'll tell you why it's a disaster. The New York Giants are actually pretty darn good at defense. In fact, they are giving up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receiver, and it's only gotten better as the season has progressed. Now, last week, Corey Coleman had 12 targets, but he only got four catches for 39 yards. So I don't care about his targets if that's what we're getting out of him. Now, of course, Terrell Pryor seems like a must-start, but again, I'm not big on him this week either. He did get 97 yards last week, but uh, this defense is going to really key in on him, and I I think that we've got some real issues uh, moving forward. McCown just can't be trusted because he's an interception machine. He has three touchdowns to four interceptions over the last three games when he's had to play. Isaiah Crowell, I mean... 10 rushing yards last week. Unbelievable. 23 the week before that. He hasn't gone over 30 rushing yards since week seven. Ugh. It's brutal. It's just brutal to hear. I I know it because I own him, but it's just brutal to hear it out of your mouth. I know. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people that believe that Gary Barnage is going to be the guy this week. Uh, they think that that, that, you know, the, 
weakest link for the New York Giants is against tight ends and that there is this Barnage-McCown connection. But I don't know about you guys. I haven't seen it this year. Have you? No. No, I mean, there's a little bit last week, but, I mean, again. Yeah, he did score a touchdown last week. This was his say, but, wow. Only two I, catches For me, I feel like Terrell Pryor has taken over that locker room. Yeah, he's and, the leader. And he's the leader, and I feel like any quarterback that's in just tries to get him the ball. I mean, even if it's Terrell Pryor as the quarterback, he tries to give himself the ball. You yeah. know, so I feel like – I mean, Barnage I think Gary Barnage could have a good week, certainly. I mean, he did score, and historically, you know, it's, it's a decent pairing. But why? Other people I'll put there. it this way. I would play him over Dennis Pitta. I would yes. not play him over Will Ty. Yes. There's barely anybody that you can tell, throw out there that I wouldn't start over Dennis Pitta, though. So there you go. Yeah, I'm starting Clive Walford over Dennis Pitta. <laughs> oh, Sometimes Pitta. you have to make a statement. Oh, Pitta. You got to make it. You got to make it. All <laughs> right. Enough. We'll move from the Cleveland Browns, who are awesome, to the Los Angeles Rams, who are awesome. Woo. At the New Orleans Saints. Um, woo. woo. Listen. Usually I'd say start the Rams defense, but you're going against Drew Brees at home, so you can't even do that. So they're on your bench. Todd Gurley finally found the end zone last week. Congratulations, Gurley owners. You've only been waiting for forever. Um, He has rushed 20 times in each of the last two games, so this is all very promising. I would imagine that they would continue to give him the ball, Uh, but you never know. They might try to abandon the run because they're playing against the Saints who might – score several points right away and but listen the Saints give up the fourth most fantasy points to running back so therefore I think that Todd Gurley should still be in your lineup um the only other player I would play is maybe Kenny Britt he had a down week last week against Miami but he still saw seven targets so it's hard to say what he will be able to do with Goff as his quarterback but I think that he is your best bet if you need a receiver from this team. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's the Rams. So I'm done. Saints? Well, let's put it this way with the Saints. Um, yeah, the, the Rams do have a good defense, and I completely agree with that. Um, so does Seattle, and so does Denver. And Drew Brees was able to get put up over 20 fantasy points on both of them while playing at home. Yeah. It just doesn't matter anymore. Right now, uh, Drew Brees is averaging over 327 passing yards per game. That is the second highest per game average he's had in his entire career. And the last time he averaged more yards than that was in 2011 when he put up that 5,400-some yard season. So that's what kind of a year Drew Brees is having. And people aren't really talking about it that way because they're all like, Brady is the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. And that may be true, but Drew Brees is putting up some historic numbers too for an old man. So I just wanted to point that out. I'm starting Drew Brees at home against Los Angeles Rams. I feel fine about it, even though they give up the seventh fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. I also feel fine about uh, starting Brandon Cooks, uh, who did only had 42 yards last week. So when standard scoring, it wasn't great, but he did catch seven of his eight targets. So if you're in a PPR league, he's a must start every week, and you would anyway, but uh, you still didn't end up that bad. Willie Sneed, you know, 33 yards. You weren't impressed last week. Michael Thomas had a little bounce back too. Caught all five of his targets. Thank God. No fumbles, no interceptions for 68 yards. Because remember his horrible rookie outing against Denver the week before. He's in good graces now, everybody. We can take a deep breath. He's back to having 60 or more yards in every single outing. I mean, he's fine. 
It's fine. Yay. So I feel good about that. The people that I don't feel good about, though, is going to be Mark Ingram, actually. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, Mark Ingram is still in the league's concussion protocol. He is questionable. Um, people think that he is going to play. I don't really know what's going on here. He hasn't officially been cleared, but it's very hazy. Kind of looked like he snapped his neck on that play. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was, that was okay. a scary play. Yeah, he was knocked out for a few seconds. I mean, people think that he's going to pass, though, before Sunday, and I'm dubious. I don't know about that. So that would leave it to Tim Hightower. And Tim Hightower last week, 12 carries, 69 yards. He did put up 12.6 yards or 12.6 fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. He's okay, but really the Rams give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs. I think they're going to throw more than they're going to run. So I'm just not loving this situation. Kobe Fleener, of course, touched on last week off of 17 yards. I mean, you can't depend on production from him whatsoever, but I guess if you're in a Dennis Pitta situation, sure. the fool. So there you Kobe go. Fleener is way better than Dennis Pitta. Way better. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, stop it. Not even close. I might make this your note, Courtney. Courtney lists every tight end that she thinks is a, is better than Dennis Pitta. All 31 and it's of them. every tight end. <laughs> I guess more than that, really, because some of them have two tight ends that are better. Uh, I went to, oh, by the way, New Orleans Saints defense. I know this is crazy, but Jared Goff, man. Yeah. Yee. Think about it. Think about, If you're in a pinch, think about it. I see this is this is the game we think might be a shootout for New Orleans, and you never know, it might not be. This is the one that we might be taking back. Uh San Diego Chargers, four and six, the Houston Texans, six and four. So interestingly, they uh claimed Ronnie Hillman off the waivers. Crazy. That was yeah. just despite the Broncos. The Broncos were going for him and they just they did, they snatched him. So they they have Hillman. I would argue the Broncos should have never gotten rid of Hillman. But that's for another day. Another day and another time. What do you mean? Devontae but, Booker's been killing it. Stop. Stop. That Bibbs guy, he's the next up and coming. Bibbs. I can't. Be nice. It's not dumb. It's the offensive line. It's Kubiak. It's Kubiak. It's a Don't group effort. Courtney was like making fun of me because my husband's like, man, I used to really like Kubiak, and now this one's like destroyed it for me. This one isn't referring to me, though. Yeah, not me. Like, I was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> is what it is. Anyway, Ronnie Hillman, he is now a charger. So I'll be intrigued to see. He, you know, he actually is an interesting pickup because Hillman's got good hands. So he could fill a little bit of that Danny Woodhead role. I don't think they're going to roll him out anytime him. soon. And, and yeah, I don't know if they even will use him just because Gordon's been so hot. But I don't know yeah. if there's a reason to kind of you know, disrupt the apple cart on that. But in good, in good news, Travis Benjamin was a full, did practice in full today. So that is the good news. Again, the, the charges were on by last week, but Rivers, he was okay. We're going to talk about what he did in week 10. 23 of 44 for 326 yards. I'll take that. And three touchdowns. Yeah, he had four interceptions, but who cares? Who cares with numbers like that? You're totally fine. He's Houston, been having a, an erratic season. Very erratic. Very erratic. But you know what? I have a weird feeling that this is going to be old Philip Rivers who kind of comes on in December. Mm. I feel like we're going to have a resurgence of the December Philip Rivers. Instead of the December drop-off? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Just saying. Bold. I, th I think it's going to happen. Um, Houston is up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. 
But Philip Rivers, I don't know. Again, he's been so erratic, and he's been really hard in terms of the matchups to even remotely predict. He doesn't seem to do what he's supposed to do. So in theory, he could have a good week. He could. Now, Melvin Gordon, as we just said, he's been hot all season long, really. He rushed for 70 yards, and he added an extra 62 yards on top of that in the air. So he's been fantastic. And Houston gives up the seventh most points to fantasy – sorry, in running backs to fantasy. So he should have a killer game. So you are certainly rolling out Melvin Gordon. I'm not concerned about Hillman this week taking any touches away from him. Brandon thinks it's a fully spiteful move. I, I'm not going to say it's fully spiteful with Hillman. I'm going to say – I think it's fully spiteful. 75% spiteful, 25%. He could fill a role. They were like, you know what? We have one of the best running backs in the league. I think we should get Ronnie Hellman. Yeah. 75% spiteful. 75. <laughs> 25% he could serve a purpose. I know. Just probably. Just You're probably right. I just, in my mind, it's difficult to digest. They picked him up and now they're going to sign him to their practice squad. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'd do the same stuff. thing. I mean, I'm really I, I would do. This is me. I'd go get him too. Of course. Why wouldn't you? The one, yeah, whatever. The one team that's not like eligible to win the league or division, but still doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, Gates, look at so he was four of nine for sixty-three yards and a touchdown. He's really come on. Uh, we th- we said earlier in the year that we thought he was going to do great. He got a little bit hurt, but now he's back in the picture fully. Um, you know, they're trying. I think they're going to go for that record. So getting, they're getting pretty close. Yeah, how many are, I think they're like four away. I think they're like four away, I want to say. So I, was, I think they're four away. So it's plenty of games, plenty of time. Houston's at the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. But because they've been a little bit low on wide receivers, they have been targeting Gates. He's also getting the double team because Hunter Henry was not playing. Uh, Hunter Henry is back, but he only played in about a third of the snaps before the bye. Uh, I think he's going to be rolled out a little bit more this week because I think they really – Got a lot of effectiveness out of that one-two punch of Henry and Gates. So I feel okay about Henry. Again, it's a bad matchup. So if you can look somewhere else, I would recommend doing that. But if you're desperate, Henry does have a lot of upside. And then Tyrell Williams. He is the receiver on this team. Initially, we thought it was going to be Benjamin. But Tyrell Williams is a guy. So if anyone is going to be the one who's going to get hurt from Williams coming back, it's going to be Dontrell Inman. He would be the one who would suffer from that. Williams had over 125 yards and a touchdown in the last game he played before the bye. So I'm not worried at all um, in terms of that. I think you're going to do okay. Um, so Courtney's like on my screen here as I'm trying to get to my notes, Courtney. Uh, it's not a great matchup for the wide receivers. But again, Williams has been doing pretty well, even a bad matchup. So I think you can roll it out. They're Houston three t- away, by the way. I just checked. He had, to three get away. Eight. he had to get eight on the season, and he has five touchdowns so far. I'm telling you, he's going to get it. Philip Rivers is going to make this happen. This yep. is so exciting. So, and don't think they don't know how close they are. I guarantee you Philip Rivers will make that happen. So you roll Gates out, even if it's a bad matchup, because the upside's too high. Mm-hmm that record um the houston texans rough game i mm. felt bad and i was mad that they didn't let us see bass go for a crazy kick yeah there was a lot of letdowns there's a whole game was a letdown quite honestly the whole game <laughs> except for ola wally which i yeah. mistakenly called on sirius xm like literally an hour before because i was a guest on someone's show i was like this is probably gonna be an ola wally game i think it's gonna be crazy then when he got the touchdown, I was like, oh, I think I'm embarrassed about that call. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, I didn't mean to be right about that. I was making a joke. 
And then you have the Brock, the whole green laser in Brock's eyes. That stunk. That whole debacle. He deserved it. Courtney's hate for him. Irrational. For existing? Irrational. It's not irrational, but, yeah, it, amu- but it amuses me. Who hates half the NFL? Bobby Dixon. Really or Bobby uh, Rainey. He um, did nothing to you. I don't hate Bobby Rainey. He hated Bobby Rainey. I don't love Bobby Rainey, but I don't hate <laughs> Bobby Rainey. <laughs> just, just so we're clear. Anyway, I can't Lamar you Miller. have any passionate feelings about it at all. It's Bobby Rainey. That's right. It's That's what I said. Seen. I don't love him. Yo, I don't hate does. him. You do. No. You're thinking of somebody else. I'll think of who you're thinking of. Lamar Miller. I don't hate <laughs> Lamar Miller. The guy just gets insane amounts of touches, you know, 24 for 104 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, San Diego's got the six most fantasy points to running back, so Lamar Miller should have a nice little game uh, there as well. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, if you were a Hopkins owner, this, as we said earlier, that would be a very frustrating game because classic Hopkins, always always getting you in that four- to six-point range, and that is exactly where he fell with 58 yards, mm. but he had that that touchdown called back, so he would have actually scored and got you some decent fantasy points for the first time since the beginning of the season, but nope. I'm sorry, guys. It did not, did not happen. I blame Brock Osweiler. You blame him for everything for me. <laughs> everything. Um, but the Chargers have the 16th most fantasy points to wide receivers, so there's a chance that they could have a decent game. This game could be just a sloppy mess, honestly. Um, I would not play Will Fuller. I'm still not on board with this train. The guy only had one catch. I mean, come on now. He was targeted four times. I think Braxton Miller might be the new guy that you need to target on this team if you need to dig that deep. I do not recommend you dig this deep, but uh, he at least had five catches and a touchdown. So there's at least an option there. Um, But if you're going to go for someone on this team, it is C.J. Fedorowicz, people. This is the guy to target on this team other than Lamar Miller. He had six catches for 82 yards. He had 10 targets. It is so rare to have a tight end with 10 targets and this is a guy that Brock feels incredibly comfortable with and Brock doesn't feel comfortable with a lot of people on this team and this has been part of the problem is that he's unwilling to throw into tight coverage and the big body of Fedorowicz he's willing to throw to so if you're going to choose anybody go with him it's not the greatest matchup um, but it's not all bad matchup either and as always you are not playing Brock Eisweller Surprise, surprise New England Patriots 8-2 at the New York Jets 3-7 and Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. You know what actually Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do every single preseason? They just circle the Jets' dates and say, I can't wait to kill these people. <laughs> kill them. And Favorite time of year. They really, really, they really, really do, right? I just, it's really atrocious. So um, this is what I will uh, say about this. Uh, technically, Tom Brady is questionable. Uh, He's coming off of a four-touchdown game as opposed to the week before when he had zero against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You know, clearly, he's just someone that you never bench. Sorry. You just never bench Tom Brady because you just never know what's going to happen. I think this could be a big Julian Edelman game against the secondary. Uh, You know, he did finally get a touchdown last week. The week before, he got 99 yards. It seemed like in the week before that, he got uh, a touchdown as well. It seems like he's clicking now with Brady. Thank goodness because it was rough sledding out there. Looks like Rob Gronkowski is questioning again doubtful to return he did return to limited practice on Wednesday uh, I don't know why they would need him against San Francisco so I highly doubt they're gonna roll him out the big the problem is that 
or the I'm Jets. sorry, the Jets. Yeah, sorry, it was uh, same you know, San Francisco last same week. Difference. I'm sorry, but yeah, whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> and uh, Legarrette Blunt was actually disappointing uh, as well yeah. uh, last yeah. week, but not really because he went for 124 rushing yards. So good. But we were all expecting like 200 me don't play. Yeah. Defense. Yeah. Well, and he had no catches. You know, people are like, what the what? Mm. But listen, I feel fine about it. The Jets are That's a running back defense. from Belichick. You, you were, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No, and you got James White and Deion Lewis back. So, I mean, like, what do you expect from the guy? Yeah. Right. Amazing. James White did everything in the yeah. passing game. Uh, Deion Lewis had just kind of, kind of tiptoed him back in, uh, which is fine. Danny Mandola, of course, got a touchdown, uh, which actually I think we called. Um, it was one of those games because Rob Gronkowski wasn't there. Here's my thing about Martellus Bennett. He's also listed as questionable right now. Uh, so is Chris Hogan, by the way, who didn't start last week. I think it'd be very, very weird for you to start him. I think Martellus Bennett's more hurt than we think. He's been questionable for a long time with that ankle injury. And last week, he totally let us down with one catch for 14 yards. I'm not even going to go there. The week before, he went for over 100 yards. But I... I don't know. Something makes me uncomfortable. You probably have to roll them out there, you know, um, but the the matchup is much better for the wide receivers than it is the tight ends. Um, those are just my my initial thoughts. Oh, and I'm definitely starting the Patriots defense. Call me. Call me. All right, Ashley, what about the Jets? So they were on by last week. So any stat we talk about will be in relation to how they played two weeks ago. But Ryan Fitzpatrick... Back at the helm. Back at there the helm. So um, allegedly, according to Coach Todd Bowles, he was nervous to make any moves because Fitzy, as we all know, is very well loved by his team. Uh, he's not only just loved by his team, but the players view him as much further along than Bryce Petty, obviously. Uh, and so he's he was nervous to make a change to the team, afraid he would lose the team. I could argue you're three and seven. Who cares if you lose your team? Do you know what I mean? But so it well, is. Yeah. If you lose your team, you can't play next year. What do you mean? Like he can't do it next year. If he loses his team, they never respect you again. I don't think it's a respect issue if you sit there and say, this is the quarterback of our future. We're three and seven. Fitzy may be better right now, but we're three and 17. We're going to see what Bryce can do. Yeah. I think you lose your team when you're like, you know what? Who do you guys think should be the starters? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I, love I don't know. Bulls, I mean, maybe but... I'm crazy, but I'm like, well, it's not your job. Anyway, you're not playing Fitzy. Fitzy has a horrendous record against the Patriots. Horrendous. Um, I got this stat from football guys, and he is thrown against the Patriots 18 touchdowns compared to 17 interceptions in the nine games that he has faced. The nice. Patriots. Those, my friends, are bad numbers. Again, Patriots defense. Call me. Very bad numbers. Now, if you look, if you're looking on there, the Patriots technically give up the eighth most fantasy points, but you are not going to be tempted by this whatsoever. I don't even like Matt Forte. Um, only for the fact, and they're going to be so far behind, they're going to have to abandon the run virtually immediately at this point. Um, Robbie Anderson's interesting for upside later down the road. Um, the coaches love him. His offensive coordinator loves him. Brandon Marshall thinks he's got fantastic upside. He's someone that's been interesting. 
the last few plays, the uh, last few weeks, excuse me. So he's someone that I think if you're in a situation where you need to start picking up people that could go off, he's a guy that can maybe go off. Quincy Nunwa, I think his production actually might go up with Fitzpatrick's play. He was not doing well with Petty. Uh, Brandon Marshall's got the chance to go up as well. But again, he hasn't had double-digit points since week five. So, I mean, how far can he go? In reality here, right? I mean, it's been a pretty rough season for Brandon Marshall. Blau Powell's an interesting play for the fact that he does catch at least. So he was uh, only had 37 yards on the rushing two weeks ago, but he was 7 of 8 for 52. So he's someone I think that could actually have a pretty decent game and find his way into the end zone. Nice. All right, we're into the Seattle Seahawks, 7-2-1 and one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 5-5. Five and five. Seahawks playing pretty much everybody on this team at this point in time. Um, Doug Baldwin, another great game, over 100 yards. Um, he had four catches. You're going to play him. Uh, Tampa gives up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, so I expect him to have another stellar game. Uh, this team is just kind of hot. And like, unlike I said last week, Russell Wilson, he comes on the end of the season like clockwork, and he certainly has yet again. He uh, was 18 of 31 for 272 yards and a touchdown no interceptions against a very tough Eagles defense. So those are pretty impressive numbers in my opinion against the Eagles, um, Tampa Bay, you know, they get the six most fantasy points at quarterback. So Russell Wilson should have a nice little day, have a good little fun yep. time on the bucks. Mm -hmm. So you are certainly playing him. When we get to our running back situation, it, it is a little bit unfortunate. So Rawls, uh, he did return. He had an okay game. He rushed 14 times, which was more than they actually anticipate that he was going to do. And part of that is because CJ pro uh, he left the game with a shoulder injury. Turns out it's his scapula. Disaster. And uh, <laughs> it, is, it is a disaster because he was doing great. Best case scenario is that he um, could make it back by the playoffs. But again, that means absolutely nothing. Playoffs? To Real playoffs, not yeah. fantasy playoffs. <laughs> like NFL playoffs. Right. So he is absolutely useless to you the rest of the season. We hope you get well quickly, CJ. He's, he definitely showed some promise on this team. So Thomas Rawls is the guy. Um, Jimmy Graham, you're starting him again. I don't need to get into how good he's been. I'm benching all of the wide receivers other than um, Baldwin, Curse, Bench, Lockett, Bench. They just aren't producing enough, and they're not targeted enough either for you to roll them out. Shoot to the Bucks. The Bucks. So Charles Sims has been uh, allegedly designated to return today on Wednesday. So he won't be able to play till week 14. So you, you certainly can't play him right away. But this is at least good news for this team. He's, a, he's an integral part of this offense in terms of how they, they're able to operate and open up uh, for Doug Martin. So that's someone that we're looking forward to. Jacquez Rogers was limited in practice. So that is another interesting uh, development, but this is a Doug Martin team at this point in time. Cameron Brait, he did not have the best week uh, last week, but I still love Cameron Brait. He is still another guy that you should be rolling out. If you are a Zach Miller owner and he is out there, go get Cameron Brait. And again, he's better than Dennis. Pitt. There you go. Gotta let you get that in Courtney. Gotta let you get that one in. Uh, not the greatest matchup because he had Seattle great defense across the board in basically every single category. Uh, they give the eighth fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but again, Cameron Braid is someone that Jameis Winston leans on, so I think he's someone that you could roll out and feel generally okay about. Uh, Jameis Winston had a heck of a game, 24 of 39 for over 300 yards and a touchdown, no interception against the Chiefs, who have a good defense. Seattle gives up the six fewest points to wide receivers, but I think Jameis Winston could still have a decent game. Yeah. I do. I think you could roll out Jameis Winston this week. 
Nice. That might be crazy, but I think that you could. Doug Martin, um, he's Doug Martin. You can roll him out. There, you know, he rushed 24 times, so he's certainly not on a snap count. So he's someone that you can play. He only had 63 yards, but uh, he was able to put 42 yards on receptions as well in that mix. So with the fact that they don't have any pass catching backs back yet, he should have a decent week. And then Mike Evans, you're playing him every single week. And Adam Humphreys, I am not loving or Cecil Shorts. Uh, it's a very tough secondary, so I don't think that you should roll them out. Perfect. All right, the Carolina Panthers, four and six. The Oakland Raiders, eight and two. The Panthers. Uh, listen, Greg Olson has been bad the last few weeks, uh, mostly because Newton is bad. Um, so, But he should have a rebound week. You have to play him. I can't imagine anybody benching Greg Olson. Um, Cam Newton hasn't been great this year. I don't love this matchup. No quarterback has had over 18 fantasy points since week five mm. against uh, the Raiders. So that's not promising, especially for a guy who's just had a tough year. Kind of having a kicker year. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in his yeah. head. Mm. Uh, which is affecting <coughs> Calvin Benjamin, or maybe Calvin Benjamin's affecting Cam Newton. I can't for I can't figure out what happened first, the egg or the chicken, but um, you know, it's, I'm shocked still how bad Calvin Benjamin is this year. And to be honest, I don't know how you can play anybody for the Panthers, including Jonathan Stewart. Bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's not even like they're going up against Seattle. I mean, the Raiders defense is good, but they're just yeah. not, yeah. they're not consistency. There, there's no, nothing consistent about the Panthers. Absolutely nothing. And so, uh, it's really tough. I think really the only person I would play and feel comfortable with is Greg Olson. Um, you can always take a chance on Cam Newton because the ceiling is so high, but yeah, it's scary. The Raiders. Well, uh, the, the one thing that Carolina Panthers defense does well is they defend uh, the running backs well. Now, what they could do is use the running backs as wide receivers like they did last week, uh, which was in bananas. It was like no one was running. They were like, whatever, we're just going to catch balls. So it's crazy. Uh, Carolina gives up the third most fantasy or third fewest, I'm sorry, fantasy points to opposing running backs. And just to let you know, Latavius Murray is currently questionable right now with an ankle injury. He was limited mm. in Wednesday's practice. He averages 2.8 yards per carry uh, through his in in ankle injury on Monday night. Uh, but he did get involved with the passing game. It's interesting. I think he. it looks like he's going to go, but that's definitely something you want to monitor. The other person with a questionable tag is Michael Crabtree, who had by far his worst performance of the year last uh last week three catches Sticky on hands. seven targets yeah he has drops he just wow bad carolina does give up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so you want to be excited about him you think that he'd be able to bounce back considering that this defense allows 271.7 passing yards per game but Jeez. Uh, Amari Cooper did score a touchdown. And you know what? Derek Carr is a must start. So there you go. I mean, really? And maybe it's another Ola Wally week. And by the way, is Clive Walford better than Dennis Pitt at Courtney? Yes. Some mm -hmm. really, so some bold words. Two catches last week for 28 yards, 13 yards before that, 31, 5, 25. No? One touchdown the season? Those are his, uh, his yeah. stats. Okay, well, let's just look up Dennis Pettit here for a little bit. Uh, 30 yards last week, 26 yards, 14, 40, 36, 59, Back down 17, 17, 42. He had a huge game in week two against 
Cleveland. Got everyone's hopes up. That was just mean spirit. I mean, no touchdown, obviously, not on the season, but uh, <laughs> 39 yards to start off the season. All right. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. There's some weird <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> but you've been seeing it all year. It's sad. Dennis Pitt is awful. All right. We're moving on. Uh, Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs 7-3, the Denver Broncos 7-3. This is, is going to be a good one. So Jamal Charles got a second knee scope, and because of it, he may be back in late December. Wow. I mean, it's wow. nothing to you fantasy-wise, but good news for that team. Um, Bishop Sankey was waived. I just had to mention it because it's Bishop Sankey. Oh, yeah, Bishop Sankey's on It was Sankey, Sankey, not Bobby Rainey. I was yeah. like, I don't hate Rainey. You do, too. You can't stand Bobby Rainey. Rainey, Sankey, <laughs> they rhyme. I you get do. it. I get Bobby, it. Bishop, same difference. Practically the same person, Practically except the not, same person. except for not even remotely. Let's look up their stats. Anyway, uh, thank you <laughs> by the team. Spencer, where uh, I think he could have a really good game. You can run on Denver. Denver gives up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. So I think he's going to be a viable option um, because it's not a great matchup anywhere else across the board per se. Now, Travis Kelsey had a great game again, better than tennis pitta. uh, he had seven catches for 108 yards so that was against the bucks last week so uh you know he was targeted nine times which is a good amount of targets for a tight end he is an integral part of this offense Denver gives up the seventh fewest points to fantasy seventh fewest fantasy points to tight ends excuse me uh so i think he could have a good game again broncos well i feel like that's a misleading stat because the broncos are not that great at defending tight ends so i just you know well, a lot of people are not great at defending tight ends. I think that's what we're hearing, but yet tight ends don't score anything. I think it's just like a bad tight end year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like non-stat. They're just like not taking advantage of their good matchups. But anyway, he's still a major player. He's still going to get plenty of targets. He's somebody that you absolutely have to start. Tyreek Hill was a little bit disappointing last week. He only had 53 yards. But hey, you can't really complain when you're digging that deep to pick up Tyreek Hill and he still gets you five points. You can't be that upset about it. Uh, mm-hmm. With that said, Denver, really, really tough secondary. They give the absolute fewest points to wide receivers, so I do not anticipate a whole lot of success for any of these wide receivers this week. Alex Smith is also in a tough situation. Denver gives the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so I really think this is going to be a Spencer Ware game, and the rest of them you need to bench. Jeremy Macklin did not practice on Wednesday, so it is not looking super optimistic for him to play either. Oh, oh. All right, Denver Broncos. Uh, Demarius Thomas and the Broncos are coming off of a bye, which I like that. Thomas had the fifth, um, had his fifth game in a row with double-digit targets, which I love that. Um, and this is a great matchup for him. So I think I would start him if I owned him. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Sanders hasn't had a big game since week four. He's definitely a riskier play uh, this week and every week. Um, but the Chiefs do give up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So, as we said, there's other people who have really bad matchups. Sanders is not one of them. Uh, before the Broncos by Devontae Booker rushed 24 times, only 76 yards, but the ball share we feared with Bibbs wasn't a real problem. Um, Booker isn't someone I would start over anyone else. Like, I'm not saying, no. oh, this is great. You should start him. Um but if you need him, it's an awful matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Denver's defense, of course, you can start. Brandon McManus, you can start. Uh, Trevor Simeon shouldn't even be owned. 
Um, and we found a tight end that's worse than Dennis Pitta, Virgil Green. Oh, Courtney. Hey. All right. Adding that that's to your notes, Courtney. Show when that's my notes. Yep. Virgil Green. Virgil Green. He's the one and only. One and only. Okay. All right. Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers, four and six. The Philadelphia Eagles, five and five. The Packers. Listen, if you own them, you know their story. Yep. It's been a decent story for some of them and not so decent <laughs> for others. Okay, not everybody can have a happy ending. All right, this isn't no. a Disney movie. No. You this know. is more like uh, Cider House Rules. This is a Cider House <laughs> Rules. Maybe Hunchback or Notre Dame if you're going to right. go to the Disney movie. Okay. Terrifying. The Bridges of Madison <laughs> County. Beaches. Not a Disney movie. <laughs> no. Maybe. They could have uh, been a producer on that. Disney Disney owns everything. It probably is yeah, a Disney probably. Movie. You know what? Actually, it's like still Magnolia's because there's so many players, right? There's so many different women in this field mm-hmm. that it's tough to pick who's going to be what. Weezer. Um, but that's just Weezer. <laughs> uh, Weezer is Aaron Rodgers, and you can always start Weezer. Okay, right. so Aaron Rodgers is a must-start. <laughs> Jordy Nelson had a down week last week. I get it, but he still had a touchdown, yeah. so he's a must-start. Um, James kind of like the 124 sh- yards for Legarrette Blunt. Right, exactly. Crimea River, bad game. Um, James <laughs> Starks will now be sharing his touches with Christine Michaels, Christian Michaels. Uh, he's the real. He's real. He's alive and he's playing this week. Uh, more. So now what I want you to hear is that this is not only that, but it's facing a tough defense. So the I just love that you called him Christine Michaels. Oh, yeah. Neither name is correct. Nope. And oh, I'm so wrong. glad he's now on your team that you get to cover. Michael? Is it Michael? Christian Michael. No. Or else. Christine Michaels. We'll go with Christine <laughs> Michaels. You do you. He's an 80s pop star. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Maybe think of George Michael. <laughs> and then it made me think of Arrested Development. I went all over the place in this already. <laughs> I bet our listeners did too. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking about bridges in Madison County, so we've gone way off. <laughs> we've gone way off. But listen, it's not good, is all I'm saying. It's not Lisa. a good thing. Um, I mean, James Starks is not yet at the Ty Montgomery stage where you're like, drop him, but it's not good. Um, okay. And if you were wondering where those targets were going last week for the Packers, they were going to a guy named Jared Cook. That guy came back from the dead. Ugh. He too is, I know. Better than Dennis Pitta. <laughs> 11 targets for Cook for 105 yards and a touchdown. Crazy. Man. All right, how about those Eagles? Jordan Matthews is a must start this week. He has not been productive this fantasy season. I get it. I'm sorry about that. But he has had double-digit targets in the last four weeks. Green Bay gives up the most points wide receivers. He's due for a big game mm-hmm. um, and helps – that, you know, what's going on with the running backs, which I will get into later. But if you need a receiver in deep leagues, Darrell Green Beckham is your guy. He had eight targets for 54 yards and a touchdown last week. Again, great matchup. Um, the running backs is a hot mess. Sproul suffered a broken rib last week and did not play on Wednesday. No. Ryan Matthews has a sprained MCL, did not practice on Wednesday. That means insert Wendell Smallwood here. Um, he's only owning 41. Please don't leads. say that. Please do not yeah. say insert Wendell, Wendell Smallwood, Smallwood here. That's that. That's the whole point. Oh, Smallwood insert here. You know what? I don't make up their names, Brandon. 
you know, I didn't know that I was going to have to insert Smallwood this week. Did you? I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> no, I never insert Smallwood into my lineup ever, <laughs> ever. Oh, <laughs> I'm nice. overwhelmed right now. I went it. I did it. Uh, but listen, he's seriously is on by 41% of leagues, so it should be more than that, especially yeah. with what's going on with running backs and and agreed the NFL. Um, the Packers give up the 15 most fantasy points to running backs, so it's you know fine. Even with two other running backs in the last two weeks, Smallwood still rushed 13 times for 70 or more yards in each outing. So I think he's a great pickup to put in um, to insert. Smallwood into your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz hasn't been playing too bad, actually. He, too, better than Pitta. Last week, he was targeted 11 times for 35 yards and a touchdown. Green Bay has given up the six most fantasy points to tight ends, so it's a nice matchup. And just so you know, if you did own him, Coach Peterson, uh, Peterson said that Nelson Aguilar will most likely be limited, if even activated, mm. this week after he struggled last week with no catches and said uh, the first drop got into his head and he's having kicker issues. That happens. So, Gosh, I hope Dennis Pitta goes off this week after how much we've talked about every tight end being better. He's going to get a in 80 yards. Maybe two touchdowns in 40 yards, but he'll do it. It's going to be nuts. All right, ladies. And you're welcome, Pitta. And you're welcome, Pitta. You couldn't have done it without us. Um, <laughs> he's going to zero out. He's going to zero. All right, ladies, it's Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Start with Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Share oh. With you. Um, I'm thankful to have a day with my husband tomorrow. It's nice. Nice. I'm, I've never had that thought. Ashley, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am thankful that I am here with my family uh, minus Brandon and her husband. The yeah. whole crew's here, minus the two of them. Miss you guys. Uh, yeah, I took my daughter into her seventh, uh, seven-year checkup today, and so I'm thankful for all of our health. There you go. We're all, we're all kicking I'm it. Our grandparents healthy. are here, and they're in their 80s, and they're doing well, and so it's nice. We're all healthy-ish. Ish, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, I hope you guys are thankful. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you indulge in your turkey and mashed potatoes and whatever else it is that you eat on Thanksgiving. It should be a great week. Make sure to set your lineups uh, for the Thursday games. The first game is 1230 Eastern. No teams are on by, so don't worry about getting them out of your lineups. Um, any late questions, make sure to listen to us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. And you can also ask us your questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.